Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Up The Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, we're here to talk all about the new episode of Real Housewives of New York City, my current thoughts on Crappy Lake, just Bravo in general. Maybe I'll touch on the Nini stuff. Um, You know, it's just there kind of feels like there's like an overwhelming amount of things going on on Bravo, but also like not really. It's very bizarre. We're in a really weird era. Um, So... If you live under a rock, then you probably don't know, but Carlos King had Nene Leaks on his podcast. It's like a multiple part um, episode. I mean, you can watch it on YouTube. You can get it on wherever you get podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to this, you can, I'm sure you can find it. Um, it was really, really good. I'm just frustrated because I feel like Nene is just one of those people that can't ever get out of her own way. And I feel like she has so much potential and she's given us so much. I mean, she literally built, in my opinion, she built Housewives. Um, you know, of course, there was Orange County in New York before Nene, but Nene Leakes is in the Smithsonian. Okay. Nene Leakes changed the way people, you know, speak, act, make jokes. Like she is a walking gif. She's a walking meme she's everything. And it sucks to see like where she's gone and I'm sure she's happy and she's doing well. Um, I, you know, I follow her on Instagram. She seems to be doing okay, but just to have her kind of blacklisted from Bravo is just kind of depressing and upsetting. And I wish, you know, everyone could kind of get back together and, you know, maybe, get her on Watch What Happens Live. I feel like her reunion with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live would be the highest rated um, episode in a really long time. I think it would take, I think it would probably be higher rated than the episode with Ariana um, personally because she's just given us so much and I think we're, we're all rooting for her. She just, there was a period of time on Housewives when I think she was, thought she was bigger than Housewives and it was really interesting on the episode she discusses Kim Kardashian and at first I thought they were discussing Kim Zolciak but then I realized they were talking about Kim Kardashian and she at first it was kind of like an outlandish take where she was like yeah I should have been bigger than Kim Kardashian and at first I was like Nene sweetie what are you talking about and then the more I thought about it the more I was like she actually could be on to something with this now hear me out At the time, Kim was not even close 
to where she is today. Before she was with Kanye, we all have to be honest about this. Before she was with Kanye, she was doing Skecher ads. She was doing Shoe Dazzle. And Nini brought that up. She was like, I did Shoe Dazzle. Nini's like, I was at North's baby shower. Like, Nini Leaks was very much a part of Kim's world and universe. And Nini was everywhere. I mean, she was, I mean, now in high, like, now thinking about where she is, you're just kind of like, okay, I mean, you're never going to be as big as Kim Kardashian. But it's like Kim didn't even know that she was going to be as big as she is today. And that's just the facts. Like, and Nini was like, they didn't open the same doors for me to walk through as Kim. And I, you know, part of that I do think is true. Another part of it is like, well, you don't have Kris Jenner to like manage you. But then she did bring up the fact that she was a co-host of Kris Jenner on her talk show. Like Nini was very much a part of that world. So it's kind of interesting to see like where she is now as opposed to Kim. And it's just a little like I can see both sides. I'm not saying she's 100% right or wrong. I do get what she's saying, though. I but like I was saying when I first started this episode, she just kind of can't get out of her own way um, because I think she's honestly, I think she's a self-sabotager. Um, I mean, just, you know, she wouldn't show up for cast trips. She was looked bored at the reunions like she just kind of tapped out and thought she was bigger than Housewives, um, which is never you're never going to win against the house. Isn't that what they say? Like you can't. It's just not how that not how that works. But oh my God, I can't believe I started this podcast and didn't fill you guys in on what happened to me over the weekend. I'm an idiot. So over the weekend, I was going down the stairs and I was wearing my sandals and I slipped on the carpet and I was on the phone with Gracie actually when this happened and I slipped down the carpet down the stairs took a tumble, took a little bit of a tumble down the steps and my ankle completely snapped it. I heard a loud pop. I was in so much pain. I fell to the ground. I was like crying just also just out of the sheer shock of falling down the steps. It's like very scary because you're just like, fuck, like that was nuts, but also in pain because then I couldn't put any weight on it. And then thank God Danny was there. He took me to the ER. It was so funny. I was actually, my mom was on her way over because we were going to go see Barbie and she was literally 10 minutes away. So I couldn't even tell her like, forget it, turn around. So she came in, Danny called her, let her know, like Sam took a fall, um, had a fall. And so she comes in and she's like, oh my God, like what happened? And I'm like crying to her. I'm like, mom, like I was so emotional. And she was just like looking at me and she's like, okay, well, Danny's going to take you to the ER. And she's like, and I'm going to go see Barbie. I'm like, okay, sounds great. Like I, I didn't expect her to go to the ER with me, but it was a little bit of a shock, you know, um, can't put any weight on my foot and hearing my mom be like, yeah, I'm going to go see Barbie. I'm like, okay, priorities. But you know, she ended up loving it and that's a beautiful thing. Anyway, and I had already seen it, so it wasn't like, you know, I was missing out on anything crazy. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I was like, sorry. Um, So anyway, I just had to. So, yeah. So I didn't fracture it or break it, but I did severely sprain it. Um, I'm on the mend. I can't put too much weight on it. My doctor said I need to be like not put any weight on it for 10 days, but I just can't help myself. And I'm like starting to like try to move around because I hate being dependent on anybody. It like literally drives me insane. And Danny's had to do everything for me. And it's, I'm frustrated because I, 
I hate having to do that. I would rather just do everything myself, but it's okay. And um, anyway, back to Bravo. So I think we all need to have a little sit down. And I think we all need to talk about Crappy Lake. Now, the first two episodes of Crappy Lake were a breath of fresh. I was so happy to be back with the girls. Luann, Sonia in the small town, you know, checking off the mayor's list, having good old shenanigans. Luann's catching a catfish in the river. Like, I was here for it. Then we got the new Roni. And as Chris Lewis said on Shortcomings, all of the old gals washed away. I have put those girls on a ship and sailed them out to sea. I've ushered in the new women like they're my family now. These are my new aunties. Because what the fuck were we watching the last few years of Real Housewives of New York City? For years we were being subjected to Ramona quite literally pooping on the floor. Sonia's house was falling apart. The pipes were bursting. The curtains were coming down. She couldn't figure anything out, frankly. Dorinda just became a character of herself and not a good one, a mean, nasty one. Luann, I mean, Luann's Luann. Like, Luann, you know, we watched a character arc like I've never seen. Start off as a countess. Now she's noodling catfish in the middle of Illinois or wherever the fuck they are, Indiana. And I'm just like, we, I think, tried to make that show work because we loved them. We had so much history with them. We've we've loved their shenanigans and their antics and everything like that. But the show wasn't good for a long time. And that was just something I think we all had such a hard time admitting so now that we have these new women, you guys, my life, wow. The I'm upset that we didn't get these women in our lives sooner, honestly, because this, this latest episode was a great episode of Housewives. It gives us everything because now we're starting to get to know the women, getting to know their personalities, getting to know what makes what triggers them what sets them off Bryn again the worst of them all um hot take um I know people are standing her and thinking she's hilarious but I have a lot of feelings about this person so I don't know um let's just start off we're still at Aaron's house and Hunter Harris the hilarious writer um she tweeted that Aaron's house looks like a Pottery Barn showroom and that is correct this house is cold and I'm not talking temperature, but although the temperature was chilly, she apparently the heat didn't work in the guest rooms, question mark. Um, there was no warmth to this house. It was very like it was icy. It was icy. It felt like Ramona's lower level. Like there was just nothing going on. There was white beige. It was nothing on the walls except these like strange art pieces and I'm just like it just felt have you ever been inside like a new build that was like built only with like contractor grade stuff and you're just like this is cheap this is cheap I mean and I live in a brownstone in Detroit so I'm not a Rockefeller but like I'm looking right now at my closet doors in my office and those doors are the shittiest doors they are thin as hell they are and that's just how I picture her whole house like she's not 
Jenna Lyons, where Jenna Lyons is doing like creme de la creme, like doing architectural digest, you know, I mean, Kyle Richards even has like this beautiful warm house, even right when she moves in, she just has a way of decorating and lighting and it's, she doesn't have those canned lights above, you know, the kitchen and it just felt really cold. And I came to the conclusion last week that if you can make pajamas and embroider them for your guests, you can feed your guests. I find it odd that she has no food. She is someone who is so controlled that it's giving Teddy in a way, and I think I talked about this last week, where it's just like she only buys food for specific meals that she plans. She's not snacking. She's not grazing. But it's like when you have people come over to your house, you need to be fully stocked. You need gushers. You need chips and salsa. You need, you know, just any sort of delicacy. And I'm not talking caviar on Pringles. I'm talking real food. And because like she's so hell bent on making this shashuka before they work out, which is like absolutely bananas. Like no one wants to fucking eat that before they work out. I would be like, as Jenna Lyons said, I'd be throwing up. And I don't think that that she had any other food. I think that she only had the ingredients for this one meal and everything else. She was like, well, we'll just wait to eat until we go out. I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? First of all, get your heat fixed and feed your people. It's insane. So the girls are waking up in the house. Everyone's fucking cold. And the only one to say this is my queen, Jessel. Now, I've been seeing a lot of things online about good old Jessel and people aren't loving her. They find her to be annoying. They find her to be naggy. They find her to be a complainer. They find her to be rude. And she is all of those things. But I am obsessed. She is so untethered so like raw in a way where like this is refreshing to me she has absolutely no self-awareness she just comes on this screen like a bat out of hell and is just talking about how shitty the lingerie is which it was it was hideous now do I think she could have like rolled her shoulders back and stood up a little bit uh yeah and that probably would have helped everything but it was still an ugly set of lingerie. I mean, when you look at the things other women were getting, they were getting gold, ivory, tan, black, lace. She got that teal fucking sack. It was depressing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So she wakes up. She's immediately like, Aaron, I'm fucking freezing. Why is it so cold in here? Aaron's like, okay, I didn't realize that everybody was freezing. You know, I didn't realize my heat didn't work. And as a host, you should know that. Um, you are pr- 
pretty well aware when things aren't up to snuff. And then all the other girls start coming in. Uba comes in absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, stunning. She walks in so bright, so colorful, but freezing. Um, Sai comes strolling in. Well, she slips and falls on the on the hardwood. Me over the weekend, only on stairs. And, you know, she's like, wow, everyone's really negative right now. And I absolutely agree with her on this. Like, I hate waking up to people just like not being in a, in a good mood. Like, I can't take it. I'm like, I just opened my fucking eyes. Why are we already starting the day like this? I absolutely cannot stand it. Now, sometimes do I wake up like that? Yeah, sure. But that's me. Um, And I have a different set of rules for myself. Anyway, so they're all waking up and everyone is pissed about Jenna leaving the night before. Everyone is pissed. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, they play the flashback, the clip of her leaving. And I'm like, she was so normal about it. She was like, you guys, I have a call at 630. I'm just going to head to my house. It's 10 minutes away. Like, I'll be back in the morning. Like, not a big deal. And this is something about going on girls trips with these kind of women is like, they always like give another woman like so much power over them. And that woman doesn't want it. Jenna doesn't want the power. Jenna doesn't want to be in control of everyone. She doesn't want her behavior to, she just wants to do her own fucking thing. And I think that as an adult, as you get older, that's kind of how your vacations with your friends start to like go. You know, I like to wake up early. I like to have coffee in the morning. I like to feel superior and sit in silence as everybody sleeps in that's my thing. You know, if my friends want to wake up late, that's their prerogative. This is their vacation. If one friend wants to go on a run, that's fine. We all don't have to go with her. Like, and for Jenna to be like, I have a call at 630. You guys are playing loud music. And also she doesn't drink. She's like, I'm ready to go to fucking bed. I was like, that is me. And so she comes back in the house. Aaron's like so pissed so pissed. Even Uba's upset. I'm like, this is really fucking stupid. But why I watch Housewives? Let's be real. She, Erin or Jenna comes in with coffee. She comes in with a positive attitude. And she's like, I got, you know, kind of shitty sleep. There was a storm. And Aaron's like, well, there wouldn't be a storm if you stayed here. I'm like, yeah, no, she just would have been fucking freezing and dealing with all of your loud asses all night. And then had a call at 630 in the morning and possibly would have woken all of you guys up. Like, let this woman fucking be. And, you know, Jenna or Aaron was like, I didn't make Shashuka because you said this. She's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You are a host. I will just not eat it. Like, stop putting all of the decisions on me. You're the host. Like, do you? And I completely team Jenna in this. She was so calm about it. She was like, okay, also like, Erin has like this weird thing. She's like constantly seeking Jenna's approval. Like she really, really wants Jenna to like her. And I don't think it's for the reasons Bryn thinks. I think Jenna's just naturally really fucking cool. And you want someone like that to like you. That's understandable. But so then, you know, Erin kind of storms away, kind of gives a bit of an attitude. Jenna throws some jabs and she's like, well, it's really fucking cold in here. So maybe that's why I didn't stay. I was enjoying it. But for Sai, this is something that annoyed me in this whole situation. She was like, I'm sleeping in a bed with a crib. Okay, you're not in the crib. 
I don't get the fucking problem. You're in a big ass bed and there happens to be a crib in the room. Like these women drive me crazy with the room shit. Like, okay, you're in her daughter's room, Jessel. That bed is bigger than the bed I was sleeping on four months ago. Shut the fuck up. Like, side, no one's tucking you into the crib, at, you know, every night. Like, you get your own bed. She's like, she gave you the best room. It's like, okay, she was also the first one there. Shut up, you freaks. Oh, my heavens. And then they work out. This beautiful trainer comes. Uba's hilarious. She's, you know, totally into this trainer. She's swooning in his arms at one point. Aaron's getting a kick out of it. It's just like a fun little moment. Watching them work out felt very natural, fun. Like the way these women just feel very familiar. I love that because they're still so new to us. We're three episodes in. That's it. We don't really know much about them. And so for them to feel so like, oh, what a silly girl Uba is. Like I'm already like, oh, Uba. Like the fact I already feel like I know her speaks volumes to how Bravo was so smart in the way that they released these episodes because they got rid of that one woman. Um, and so they had already been filming for several weeks. And instead of ever showing us when they all meet and they're all new, we already got them weeks into filming. And that is just chef's kiss. If they ever do a reboot, that is what they need to do next time because it's just perfect. It was so perfect. And Brynn shows up. Now, you guys, I didn't miss Brynn last week. I didn't. I know that she's only been in one episode since, you know, until now, but I just don't find her funny. I don't find her entertaining. I don't find her smart. I don't like her. With that said, I want her on my TV, on this TV show forever because her and Aaron have this very fun frenemy thing that I'm enjoying. Um, and that's very crucial to housewives and reality TV in general. Like you need a constant kind of Karen Giselle thing. You need a Ramona Bethany, maybe Ramona Lou. You need like that kind of shit to go on. And I'm thankful for that. But she shows up. She's immediately flirting with the trainer. Uba's like, absolutely not. This man is mine. Totally fun, you know, dynamic to watch. But again, I don't really care for Brynn. I find her to be very contrived. And um, yeah, I don't enjoy. That could change by next week. TBD. But so then we find out that they haven't eaten a single thing and they've worked out and now they have to wait that now they have to go get fully ready and go to lunch and size me she's like I can't even think right now I'm so hungry like I am starving right now and you know I I relate that is me but also jenna just wearing jeans on a sweater she's that is also me i like these women get so dolled up to go to lunch and it's fun and it's entertaining but i also find it entertaining to watch jenna who's like been in the fashion industry she's been a glam girl we find that out later on in the episode she's just like where are you guys going right now and size outfit is so fucking good. I loved it. I thought it looked so cute on her. I love her style. Now, I don't think I could ever pull stuff like that off. Maybe I could, but I'm too lazy. I'm just a jeans and a tank top kind of gal myself. Um, but, you know, even Erin came out and she was like, what are you guys wearing? 
um, where are we going? And everybody was in khaki. And Jenna made that note. She was like, where is all this stuff at my party? Hmm. Interesting. But again, I don't think those women think of that as khaki. I think they thought of that as tan. Khaki is a pant, even though it's a color. But to everybody else except Jenna Lyons, I think it's a pant, like a cargo pant or like a slack. Um, yeah. So they go to lunch and Bryn is so upset. She feels that Aaron is being a hypocrite and being living up Jenna Lyons' ass because she can get more out of Jenna than she can of Bryn. And she starts comparing the catch lunch situation to Jenna going to her own home. They couldn't be more different. And everyone at the table knows that except Bryn. And Bryn is just like harping on this one thing. And it's just not. It's not even close to being the same. So Bryn is upset that Aaron got over Jenna leaving the house in 24 hours and didn't care. But she feels that if she did something like that, Aaron would have an issue with it and hold a grudge for weeks. Now, Aaron points out, she's like, this is a very different situation. Jenna and Jenna points it out as well. Jenna's like, I had to get up early for a work call at 630 in the morning. I didn't want to be kept up all night. The radio, the stereo was right below my bed. Like I couldn't sleep. So I, I left. I said, I'll see you guys in the morning. I brought coffee. And then I apologized for upsetting Aaron immediately. Bryn, however, left. She canceled and ditched plans with Aaron and the rest of them to go to a restaurant because she didn't want to be seen at that other restaurant. How the fuck are those two the same? They're not. And then she starts using analogies like dogs being shot and kicked. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the thing about Bryn. And this isn't going to be kind. She's just one of those people who's really loud, but also isn't smart. So it's like no one wants. I'm not interested. Like you're not even making sense. And yet you're the loudest person here. You constantly crave attention. Is she a Leo? Let's look. Bryn Whitfield birthday. What is her birthday? She's probably an Aquarius. Oh, guys, I think she is. February 8th birthday. Oh, Zodiac, I mean. Yeah, I knew it. She's an Aquarius and I don't vibe with Aquariuses. Like I can spot an Aquarius out of the fucking uh, out of anywhere. An Aquarius is for a Scorpio like me and mainly like I have so much Sag in my chart. I just do not vibe. I'm sorry to any of the Aquariuses out there, but like we don't connect. Maybe if maybe if you have a lot of like water sign in your chart, maybe you're part Sagittarius, maybe you've got some Taurus in there, then we're talking. But if you're like an Aquarius with like a Gemini rising and like a Libra moon, like we're not, there's no chance in hell we're going to connect. Like um, their least, yeah, the least compatible sign for a Scorpio is, I believe, Aquarius. Least compatible and Gemini. Yep, I knew it. Least compatible for Scorpios are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. They are too, 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 
oh my god can i talk too superficial and flighty for the intense serious scorpio other water signs like cancer and pisces usually get it and can be some of the best matches for scorpio which a lot of my friends are cancers um yeah so let me look i why am i doing this right now i don't know um aquarius the extrovert aquarius has little in common with an introverted scorpio these two signs approach and react to the world in entirely different ways typically they run in different circles it's unlikely they'd ever cross paths when they do they'll likely find that they butt heads a lot yeah overcoming possessiveness and insecurity is our greatest challenge um wow yeah accurate so I can't believe I nailed that. I said, maybe she's Leo. And then I go, nope, she's an Aquarius. Looked up her birthday. Sure enough, February 8th. Who fucking knew me? I'm, wow, I surprised myself. Um, But that explains everything to me. <laughs> she just like isn't, like, like it said, like flighty. Like she just like isn't a real person to me. When is Erin Licky's birthday or Likey? I don't know her last name. July 1st. She's a cancer. Yep. I knew it. Wow. I need to make a post about this because this is this is wow, wow, wow. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yep. And Jenna Lyons what is what is her birthday? June 8th. So she's a Gemini. No? I think she is. Yep, she's a Gemini. So is Andy Cohen. Anyway, so yeah, like I actually find like with Geminis, I can like fuck with a Gemini. Um, people, a lot of people that I love are Geminis. Um, but it's the Aquariuses, man. Like they really get to me. I just every fucking one. I like my friend had a boyfriend who was an Aquarius, who I hated from the beginning, and I like my cut. Oh yeah, I just a lot of people. But anyway enough of that so she's just like not rooted in reality and she's doing too much and she's just too loud and not smart and I just don't enjoy her but anyway so back to the lunch then Sai kind of comes for Jessel and they're all like you're so rude you complain all the time and I'm glad that Uba kind of stood up for Jessel even if it was just in her confessional where she was like I don't think we're all fully grasping like how much Jessel has gone through in the last few years with her pregnancy journey, the IVF. Like she, I said this last week, she's someone who's very disconnected from her own body due to it being used almost as like a utility. Like she had to give herself shots, injections, scans, go to doctor's appointments, spend all this money. Like you start to feel, I think... I don't know, but just from the way that she's acting, I just feel like she's so like not connected to herself anymore. And she has really no idea how she's coming across. Now, I don't think that that's how she is all the time. I don't think she was like this before. Um, I think, you know, I want her to hopefully like realize this, recognize it, work on it. I do, you know, we did see in the preview for next week that she has a conversation with her husband. Um, and, you know, I, he's like, you have no idea how you talk to people. And I really firmly believe that she just doesn't know. But I think she's someone that if you bring it up, hopefully she'll like recognize it and like kind of turn that ship around. TBD, honestly. Um, <laughs> who knows if that's true? Um, but yeah, like I liked that Uba kind of was like, 
standing up for her and kind of like sees that side of her a little bit. Um, but I did enjoy that Bryn and Aaron kind of got into it and, Bryn, and Aaron was just like, maybe I don't like you that much. Like, maybe that's it. Maybe I like Jenna more. I think that, you know, there's a realness and a depth to Jenna and she's like a real human being. And I just feel like with Bryn, like you're just not getting that. Now, we might we did get to see a little bit of um, like a softer side to her later on in the episode when they're all sitting around the fire, like having a conversation about their childhood and how they grew up and how they like how Sai. I really, really related to Sai in this where she says that she like kind of manifested the life that she has now. And I know that that's easy to like poke fun at and make it a joke. But as someone who like didn't grow up with like a lot, I I always knew that like I would be okay. Like I just had this like overwhelming sense like in my like when I'm older, I'm going to be like everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. And I just kind of like manifested the life that I have now because I just spoke it into existence. And I just like just kept thinking about it and envisioning. And then when Bryn said that she used to go through the like furniture magazines, like I used to do that on like 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 real estate like with my family like I would be like we could live here like we could live there like I had this dream house that I was obsessed with as a kid I was obsessed you guys I would draw the house I would draw the house I was so obsessed with this house it was like a dream house and I just envisioned I was like one day like I'll live in a house like that and I just would draw it and I would think about it and just literally like Bryn said like you just sit and you just think about it you just like envision it And I totally, totally related to that. Something I thought was really odd was like how they wanted to dress Jenna. And I think that Jenna took it in stride. But I also think Jenna's like very sexy and hot in like her own way. And I think it's interesting how she says she's like, I used to dress for men. And now I dress just for me. And like, this is who I am is just jeans and a gray sweater. And like, I feel confident. I feel good. I don't and in her own way, like even in her confessional with her button down shirt, like she's sexy, like she's a hot woman. She doesn't need to like be in dresses and skin tight clothes and do all of this um, to feel good about herself. With that said, I do think she looks stunning. Um, something I do we need more clarification is how Jocelyn got a pops- popsicle stuck up her vagina. Why? I you know, you can't just tell a story like that and then not not d- disclose what happened. Um. But yeah, like I loved the scene of all of them sitting around the fire, having a nice chat, opening up, you know, when Jenna and Aaron were like, oh my God, we love the dollar store. We love the dollar store. Don't you love the dollar store? And so I was like, no, when you grow up poor, like that's like too close. That's where you shop, not just like to get fun sippy cups for your kids. Like that's where you shop to like get your shit. So it's not fun. It's not like a little excursion, you know, it's like real life. Um, And I just really appreciated that um, conversation. I thought that they were being really honest and transparent. It was nice to have that on Real Houses of New York and not have people judge and, you know, roll their eyes or, you know, I didn't have to hear Ramona Singer be like, I was abused as a kid. It's like, we know um, we got it after the first eight seasons. We know. Well, that is all I have for today, you guys. Um, I will be back this week with Sarah Heron from Us Magazine, one of our fave guests on Hot Off the Mess. We will be talking about Real Houses of Orange County, The Bachelor, anything else we like to talk shit about. You know the drill. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.
Media Production.